I saw your be good baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr. Brennan. Ah, yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's be good bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I. That's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fiber, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today. Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240cm dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Andrew Jenkinson, biatric surgeon, telling us why we eat too much and what we can do about it. When you look around the high streets, you'll see people with the condition which I would call a disease because it is. It's called blockage of this weight regulation hormone. Walking around with six months or, you know, at the extreme, they could survive a year without eating. These extremely obese people who are 30 stone. And, and that's because their weight regulation signal, which is called leptin, is blocked. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Today on an Indo-Daily Extra, the efforts to save Toy Show the Musical at all costs. Panto season might be over, but the theatrics at RTE seem never-ending. The latest report into mismanagement at the broadcaster has found more money wasted on their attempt at a Christmas stage show. Toy Show the Musical has already been declared dead by the new RTE boss Kevin Backhurst, but today's report by Grant Thornton suggests it should have been buried before it even got off the ground. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on an Indo-Daily Extra, I'm joined by Fionan Sheehan, Ireland editor with the Irish Independent, to explain the latest revelations. Fionan, a new year, a new report from RTE about Toy Show the Musical. What do we learn today that we didn't previously know? So largely speaking, this report goes into extensive detail on the level of sanction, uh, approval, scrutiny, risk assessment and stress testing uh, of this project uh, and the lack of uh, therein. So what we, we largely learn is that you know, this this musical was decided upon uh, to proceed and there don't, doesn't really seem to be in any checks and balances. The concerns being raised about the project were things such as you know, potential damage to the late, late toy show brand, which was a really, you know, it's a big part of the, the RTE infrastructure. The potential that COVID-19 might have some impact. There was, there was some discussion around, well, you know, a lot of musicals fail and is there a possibility here? But in terms of the actual, the facts, the figures and so on, the lack of approval by the RTE board comes shining through that they, they neither asked nor gave uh, approval to this project as as it flew along. And then there's all sorts of what is now becoming the usual um, moving of money around in RTE. People will be familiar with barter accounts and flip-flops and and, uh, rogue invoices and so on. And we have a bit of that going on here. So basically, this report has turned up 75 grand's worth of phantom sponsorship money. So basically, the board was told this time last year, Toy Show the Musical brought in 
120 grand's worth of sponsorship. And when that was interrogated by this support, it actually turns out, actually, no, it was 45 grand's worth of sponsorship. There was 75,000 taken from an account in RTE for revenue from TV advertisements and moved into sponsorship for the Toy Show, the musical, for no apparent reason, really, and outside any of any normal accountancy rules. And this seemed to happen in January 2023 when the losses from Toy Show, the musical, were becoming apparent and, and this figure uh, was presented. No names are mentioned around who was responsible for this or anything like that, but it's just uh, a prime example of what was going on. Uh, the- we already know from previous reports and Eroctus hearings that the losses from Toy Show the Musical came to around 2.2 million. Mm. After today, that's kind of closer to 2.3 million. Yeah. And what this report now lays out is how we got there. We're now at 2.27 million. So we're at, you know, rounded up to 2.3 million now. Uh, and basically that's saying there was another 69, 70 grand's worth of preparatory costs for Toy Show the Musical that were never included here uh, that should have been this dates back to, to 2021 when the, the project was still in preparatory stage and basically it's saying look those costs should have been approved so that has now jacked up uh, the costs and as a result the losses. Well will you talk me through how this came from infancy to the point where it ended up on a stage in the convention centre with so few people looking at it. Where did the idea come from and how did the funds for that start to flow? Yeah, so RTE were looking to do other projects uh, beyond your your kind of run-of-the-mill TV and, and radio shows. And they were looking to go into kind of the, the, the commercial uh, event uh, space to a, to a greater degree. And they, they, they dipped their toe in the water with a few projects. This came along because basically they saw the toy show as a, a huge brand. It's the it's, you know, most watched show of the year. Uh, big audience, both adults and, and children alike. So they proceeded down this route of, can we do something around the, the toy show that would be extra, separate to the late, late toy show? And ultimately out of that, toy show, the musical uh, involved. And from there, it it basically got various different levels uh, of approval in terms of, of proceeding along. Uh, you saw that from a very early stage, the, the convention centre in Dublin uh, was penciled in as as the venue, and that that's a big part of Did this. Did they ever consider the, somewhere smaller? There's, there's lots of smaller. There's venues. not meant the only mention of any other venue is that uh, there was a workshop uh, in the National Stadium, which is the the boxing venue opened up, up in the, on the. But that's the, where the Sammy South Sausages Sur- is every South Christmas. Road. Yeah, and and there is uh, no mention there that it was ever intended. Indeed, that Toy Show the musical would take place anywhere else. There just happened to be a workshop, presumably because there's, there's space uh, above in in the. Uh, in the National Stadium. This is difficult territory. You do have a captive audience in terms of children love going to musicals at, at Christmas and that was the advantage. The disadvantage was it can be difficult to get these things uh, up off the ground. There's a lot of failures uh, in in this uh, sector. And they knew that. That's they, acknowledged in the report. It's, it's acknowledged, but the extent of the potential losses didn't really seem to come under the the, the necessary scrutiny, and that's that's where uh, the difficulties arise here. And therein, you'd have to say, the tacit approval from the board was is an important part of the narrative here. In that, in that what has been portrayed by the board is that basically this was a fait accompli from from management. They proceeded along. 
they kept presenting different sets of, of figures. One set of figures was going to the management committee. One was going to the board. A more generous version was, was going to the board. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, the board were also being told along the way that everything was going well. They should be going down this route to proceed along with it. And even when it was launched, they were being told that tickets were, were going well. But actually, we're seeing now that in the background, there were staff members starting to raise concerns at, at that point. Because once you launch a show, as, as we know, look, for, from debates around the likes of Taylor Swift and, and so on, once tickets go on sale, that there's a buildup around particular events and some events sell out and some events sell a good, strong number of, of tickets. It, it's very often not closer to the event when, when where people buy their tickets. And what was being noticed in relation to this event was that when it was launched uh, in April of 2022, that ticket sales seemed to be good, but they weren't fantastic and, and they weren't to the, to the extent that matched the hype that RT was was putting in around it. And there, there, there is a, a staff member who was interviewed uh, by this investigation who says they did raise uh, the prospect of, do, do we need to pull this show? And... Did RT doesn't do that. They don't do that. What they do is they, they start reducing the number of shows that they are, are putting on. That has a knock-on effect in terms of their ability to break even here uh, because it is envisaged that they will need around about 50 shows selling very well, 75%, 80% of the tickets sold uh, on all of these shows in order to break even. And when you're only putting on 35 shows, and those are not selling very well, well, then there is trouble here. So the answer back about should we pull the show is we've gone past that we're point. Too far. We're too far. It's in. too big to fail, yeah, if you like, at that, that point. The classic. So, they, so, so there was, you know, things ploughed on, and as as a result, then we end up with these massive losses, which really only started coming to light uh, after the event. So talk to me, one of the big takeaways in this, and we have a statement from Sheen Yurala, the, the new chair of the RT board. She wasn't there at the time. But the board does come in for particular criticism in this because, as you said at the top, they never signed off on this. They never really seemed to ask too many questions about it, despite the huge financial uh, investment that was taking place here and the huge brand risk that was identified. Yeah, this is the, 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 the great dispute uh, now uh, amongst the board members saying it was a fait accompli. We weren't given the full picture by by our team in management. A, a formal decision was was never brought to the table. And there are anomalies between what, what the the board was being told and what, what was uh, becoming a bit more apparent uh, at the, the, the management level. So you, you do have this contradiction now where you're basically seeing this report clearly sets out a, a range of governance failures by the board of RTE. So five of the members of the board who were there at that time are still there now. Uh, the chair of the board is is basically uh, acknowledging the failures by the the RTE board in in terms of their level of of scrutiny uh, by of this project. Um, and basically saying, well, listen, lessons are being learned now and we'll make sure that these things don't happen again. For example, you know, projects of that size, 
the rule book at the time basically said something this big has to go to the board to be and formally approved. there were approved. presentations to the board. There were presentations the to the board. There were documents uh, circulated. It did come up at a number of board meetings. But the the Grant Thornton, which carried out this investigation, does rely heavily upon uh, the board, the minutes that the board compiled of their, their own meetings. And in those minutes, you can clearly see there wasn't scrutiny going on of this and quite fact quite the contrary they were well the board was welcoming this project uh there was vague discussions around so uh, reports that the tickets were going well the launch had gone well d forbes the then director general is congratulated by a member of the board uh, about uh this project so you have a a whole host of failings on the board part where the board are now basically saying well, you know, we weren't told what was going on and no decision came to us. In Shuni, her statement, Shuni Rahala accepts the full findings of the report. She says that all sorts of things have changed since the entire RT scandal broke. There's now proper risk assessment. There's now better management around money and all the rest of it. Um, she stays away from getting too critical on individuals or any of that. But the politics of this Fionnon those board members who are still there, do we think the politicians will accept that they've learned their lesson? So the the first uh, reaction to the actual uh, report being published came from, from Fine Gael, the party of the Taoiseach, uh, which basically said the minister needs to consider positions of remaining RTE board members over toy show musical fiasco. The minister being Catherine Martin, being the Catherine media Martin. minister of the Green Party, of course. So that's basically, uh, that's from Alan Dillon of Fine Gael TD, who was a, a, a starring member of the, the Oireachtas Committees uh, last summer. So they're basically, that's Fine Gael putting pressure now on Catherine Martin to basically say, listen, you need to do something here because you have a report that's basically saying there were failures by the board. You have the board saying there were failures by the board, but they were the people who committed these failures in in the first place. Uh, And that's why I think questions will now arise uh, about what exactly were the board doing here when all of this was going on. I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit here, Fiona, and and I suppose tell you some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you wouldn't even have been aware of was happening at the time because in the Irish Independent we were doing a lot of reporting in 2022 on Toy Show the Musical. We knew there was problems there. We knew from talking to people that there was rows behind the scenes. We knew the ticket sales were disastrous even though RT repeatedly denied that. Ellen Coyne, Kirstie Blake Knox among others did a lot of reporting on it and we got a lot of flack from RTE over our reporting on that basically saying why have you got it in for us for this musical what's your problem it actually amounted to a point in the week before Christmas of 2022 where we accepted a op-ed from D Forbes who I note was unable to participate in this investigation with Grant Thornton she she uh, reportedly too unwell to take part or to even answer written questions. The headline in that piece ended up being Orty is very proud of Toy Show the Musical and it has not distracted from our radio and television work. And the piece basically details how amazing the musical is. And this is at the point where they must have known that it was a flop and a total failure, even though we couldn't prove it. Um, we were scratching at the surface of a big problem here. They were sticking with it. Other things that stood out to me at that time was we got complaints, for example, when we used Ryan Tuberty's 
picture with negative stories around Toy Show the Musical because he didn't want to be associated with it. So there was all these things happening in the background that now when you read this report, you go, why didn't somebody shout stop? They must have known how deep these problems were at that point. Yeah, so the the self-professed toy man was was never uh, linked to the show. He was just not involved from the off. There was references to it uh, on the late late show itself, but but nothing major that that you'd say this is this is fully endorsed by by Ryan Tuberty. So uh, unlike previous events that come across the table of the RT board, they cannot blame Ryan Tuberty uh, for for this one. Uh, it's curious that. Basically, this was all rumbled effectively when it came uh, to last summer and the payment scandals within RT and the Oireachtas committees were asking, well, what's the story here? What's happening with Toy Show the Musical? Because there were all sorts of other issues started coming out uh, of of the woodwork. And the initial answer they got from the RT board was, oh, well, there's commercial sensitivities and people involved and sponsors and and so on. So we mightn't be able to give you much detail. That didn't last too long. The RT board, the, the, the board and the executive were back the following uh, week, basically admitting that it had lost 2.2 million, now 2.3 million. And even at that point, the response of management was, well, we're very proud of this project, which wasn't didn't get a, a good reception uh, from the uh, the members of, of the, the Oireachtas committees. And we now know that, we didn't know at the time, but minutes of board meetings that have come out subsequently do show that there was discussions at the board level last summer, just before that presentation to an Oireachtas committee, where basically the RTE chair pointed to the failures by the, the board members uh, at at the time. So there has been knowledge at RTE board level uh, that they had not done done their job adequately, effectively since last summer. And you could cast your mind back even before that. They were not asking the pertinent questions that they were supposed to be doing as watchdogs and representatives of the minister, the licence fee payer and the taxpayer. Finally, Fionan, um, we know or we expect that in the next few days we're going to get the top 10 payment list for the stars for 2022. Always another headline grabbing moment for RTE. What reports are left for us to receive now on this whole scandal? Yeah, so the, so the top 10 will come in the coming days. That'll be for 2022. Ryan Tuberty will be will be top of the list, as we now know. Uh, there'll be an extra 75 grand on, on top there for reflecting that that famous Renault deal. Uh, on the side of of his his contract, so that that will that'll be interesting just just to see because we kind of know what the figures will be. So he'll still be at number one for the last time on on that table. Then we are expecting the 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 the, the goodbye money report. This was into uh, a redundancy program that that RT had and severance packages that were agreed, particularly for senior executives, which seemed to be extremely generous, and also were the position where their roles were not actually being made redundant. They had to be replaced. So there was no saving at all uh, really for for the organisation. We're waiting for that one. And then we are awaiting uh, a number of reports commissioned by the Minister for the Media, Catherine Martin, into the the governance and organisational structures within RTE. That will tie in with this because it will it will basically build a point that is Toy Show the Musical fiasco and say, aha, this is why you need to have proper corporate governance uh, and Chinese walls in place to ensure that everybody knows what their role is and there isn't 
there can't be a, a, a situation where decisions are being taken without the board uh, of, of the organization being being kept informed. So that is the, the difficulty with RT up until now was that there was effectively two boards. There was a management board and there was a, 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 a board of, of directors and it was unclear whose responsibility was what and where information would flow and how decisions would, would emerge from this. So that one one presumes will all be dealt with. There's also a range of of, of corporate uh, and financial issues within RTE that that are still being looked at. So we're we're still unclear uh, about the full picture here. And as we saw today, significant things can emerge over the course of investigations, and we're we're certainly uh, still in that phase with RTE. So it's it's another bad day for the organisation. And far from the end, Financian. Thank you very much. This episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Dave Hanratty with sound by John Smith. If you enjoy the Indo-Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. I saw your Be Good Baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr Brennan. Ah yes, says he, I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's Be Good Bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I, that's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he, it's the whole meal, the whole grain and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fibre, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today.